You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about the benefits of a self-directed IRA. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Terry White. Let me tell you all about him. He is president and CEO of SunWest Trust. He's been working in the real estate and investment world for 35 plus years. He has a degree in accounting, worked for a title company, and then launched a small escrow company which quickly gained a reputation for being honest, hardworking, and fair. He formed SunWest Trust, headquartered in Albuquerque, based on the principles of offering clients real-world solutions to all their self-directed IRAs. When he's not in the office, he enjoys fly fishing, biking, traveling with his wife, and spending time in Colorado. Don't we all want to spend more time in Colorado? Welcome, Terry. Thanks for sharing part of the day with us. What else do you want to add to that introduction? I don't know, Nancy. That was really good. Um, There's not much. Actually, that makes me sound better than I really am, so we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Well, I'm looking at this, and hopefully I said SunWest Trust and not SouthWest Trust because I was... You did. I pay attention to that because people either call me Sun Trust or Southwest Trust or lots of things. And so I don't I don't really mind as long as they call. Awesome. Well, full disclosure, Terry, I am actually a customer of SunWest Trust. I have a self-directed IRA with you. So I'm super excited to have one on one time with the CEO. Super cool, huh? Yeah, great. Well, thank you for the business. We appreciate it. Yeah, they're taking great care of me. To get everyone on the same page, can you briefly explain what a self-directed IRA is? Well, um, I usually start out by confusing everybody by saying that every IRA is self-directed. And what I mean by that is even if you have an IRA at your local bank or a brokerage house, it's up to you to choose what to invest that in. So the majority of people think that you can just invest uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, those kinds of things. But the IRS says that you can, the only thing they say you cannot invest in is life insurance and collectibles. So what typically has become known as a self-directed IRA is an IRA where people invest in what I call non-traditional assets. So they choose not to invest in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, but they may decide to invest in precious metals or real estate or a friend's business. Um, or they may choose to lend money to a house flipper, something like that. Why would somebody pick a self-directed one over the IRA, traditional or Roth? Well, the so <coughs> so first of all, all IRAs are either traditional or Roth. And when I it's it's why it's kind of confusing because when I say non-traditional assets, a traditional IRA is simply an IRA that you can put pre-tax dollars into it as your contributions. And then when you take the money out, then you pay taxes on it as you take it out. A Roth, uh, in comparison, is an account that you put after-tax dollars in. And then if you meet a couple of criteria, when you take it out, it's all tax-free. So that's a traditional and a Roth. Either of those accounts can be invested in 
either traditional type assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or non-traditional type assets, which has become known as the self-directed IRA. Got it. That totally makes sense. So some people may say that a self-directed IRA is complicated or it's only available for a certain amount of people. How would you respond to that assumption that it's complicated and only available to the elite? Well, you know, it's really not that complicated. We pride ourselves at SunWest um, in providing education. And I have probably close to 250 videos now on our YouTube channel, which is SunWest IRA. And so, you know, talking about various uh, topics concerning self-directed IRAs, the main thing to be aware of is that there are certain uh, people that you cannot invest with. There, there are certain people called disqualified parties. And those are that the IRS defines that as your family, which they, interestingly enough, define your family just as ascendants or descendants. So your parents, your grandparents, your kids, your grandkids, your IRA cannot invest with them and your IRA cannot invest with yourself. So I get calls a lot. Somebody will say, well, I've got this house. I want to put it in my IRA. Well, you can't do that because your IRA cannot purchase something from you personally. Um, But other than those, (coughs) you know, the fact that you can't invest in life insurance and collectibles and you can't invest with a disqualified party, those are the basic rules. So other than that, it's not that difficult. Um, there are a few uh, more steps that you have to take if you're, say, going to buy, let's just call say, a piece of real estate. You have to have the IRA custodian sign the purchase agreement, issue the earnest money check, sign the closing documents, issue the check to purchase the property, and then all of the Expenses have to be paid out of the IRA and all the income has to go back into the IRA. But, you know, and maybe it's for me since I've been doing it for 30 years, it's not that difficult, but it doesn't really seem that difficult. And you can maybe tell us what you think since you are a customer. I mean, has it been a difficult process? Well, what I have is an income producing website. So a big shout out to Ken Courtright and Billy Courtright. They buy these websites and then they send me a monthly check. And that's why I started this whole thing. You've heard of those, right? Yes, I have. Uh I don't know them, them in particular, but I've heard of that, that kind of investment. Yeah, so it's really cool. But what I was thinking with all that income now that they're making me, I wanted to buy a condo out here in Colorado with my self-directed IRA. And I was told that doesn't work. Well, you could buy a condo with the money in your IRA, but then you couldn't stay in that condo. <laughs> right. And that just kind of ruined the whole reason of doing it. I understand. Because I want to stay there and rent it out when I'm not using it. But that's probably one of the ascendant and descendant rules, right? Well, that's the rule against you, uh, you doing business with your IRA. What's really kind of uh, unfortunate about that is your IRA can buy that condo and you can even agree to pay the same rent as everyone else, but you still can't do it because you're a disqualified party. Yeah, that's a bummer. So I'm still working on that, how I'm going to do that. But the service has been outstanding. It's been really cool. What else can people, you talk about investing in debt. Is that, what is that? And can we do that in a self-directed IRA? Oh, absolutely. I've done that for, for actually, that's how I got into business is buying debt. Um, Here in New Mexico, we have a thing called a real estate contract, which is just uh, an owner financing tool for people to sell real estate. And so I own a few real estate contracts with my IRA. So um, it's just a matter of 
and, and by the same token, what I'm doing is buying existing debt that's already been created and then I buy it. But you could also lend money out of your IRA. Um, I know we have one client that interestingly, she, she had an IRA with us and she was looking for something to invest in. Well, her nephew, who is not a disqualified party, uh, bought and sold, you know, bought and fixed up and flipped houses. And so, you know, those guys are always looking for sources of income. So she started lending money to her nephew to flip houses out of her IRA. And it's a great deal for her nephew because, you know, he doesn't have to pay points. He doesn't have to go out and maybe get a hard money lender or something. And it's a great deal for his aunt because her um, IRA earns a decent return. I'm not sure what she charges, but, you know, probably not, uh, not as much as a bank might charge, but probably more than she could earn if she just had the money in a CD or something. So that works really well. So basically you're the bank. I mean, you are the bank in your situation. The IRA becomes the bank. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a really good idea. What other kind of debt can we put in there? Excuse me. Well, the, the thing is, like I said, anything other than life insurance and collectibles. So we've actually had uh, clients that own racehorses and these racehorses produce stud fees. Uh, we've had people that own, uh, well, you're, you're a good example. Owning a, a, a website is another option. We've had people that, that you know, invested. I know of another one of our clients that invested with a neighbor uh, that was starting a beef jerky business and they were making beef jerky. So his IRA invested with this neighbor to help him get their business started. I've even been told, and I don't know if this is true, that some of the money that started Facebook was IRA money. So um, it's just, you know, again, if you just follow those rules, no life insurance, no collectibles, and no disqualified parties, anything that comes along uh, is, is a potential investment. So let me ask you this. My, I funded my, my self-directed IRA with after-tax money, meaning I already paid the tax on it. And decide and put it in my retirement account, so I have extra tax forms to fill out. Do I pay tax on the earnings then? Well, it depends on what kind of IRA you put it into, uh, whether it was a traditional or a Roth. Now, if you had asked me, I'm not a CPA, not a tax attorney, not giving advice. Okay, just that's my disclaimer. But if you had come to me and said, "Hey, Terry, I make too much money to make a deductible contribution to an IRA." you know, to a traditional IRA, what should I do? And probably because you make too much money to make a deductible contribution to the traditional, you probably also made too much money to contribute to a Roth. But there's this weird little thing they call a backdoor Roth, where you make a non-deductible contribution to your traditional account, and then you convert it to a Roth account. So normally when you convert your traditional to a Roth, you would pay taxes on the money that you converted to the Roth. But because in this situation, the contribution was non-deductible to begin with, there's no tax moving it into the Roth. And so there you'd have it in the Roth and all the income, the two rules that you have to follow to have tax-free income in a Roth is, number one, you have to be 59 and a half before you start taking the money out. And number two, you have to have had a Roth account for five years. So if you meet those two criteria, all of the income that you have made in that Roth as you're taking it out is tax-free. 
Oh, you got me thinking because it actually that was the exact situation. Making too much money, it wasn't deductible. It was I paid taxes on it, put in traditional, and yeah, we might have to have an offline conversation after this podcast. <laughs> figure out how to how to actually do that. Absolutely. So, how long have you How long have you had the investment in the in the website? Oh, more than five years for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's not critical since it's traditional, but we'll talk about that your specific situation later. I'd love to help you out if I can. Yeah, that would be really cool. So how, for people that are listening, I know this is pretty much U.S.-based. How can they get started with your company to actually set up these self-directed IRA accounts? Well, as it turns out, um, to do a self-directed IRA, typically it takes more money. Um, I'm not sure. There are investments out there that you could invest, um, you know, a few thousand dollars. But to be honest with you, my company, because we don't sell anything, we don't earn a commission on anything, we charge a fee for our service. So we charge a, an annual fee for acting as custodian for an IRA. So that fee for, for us is $275. So it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense for someone with, you know, less than maybe thirty dollars or $40,000 in their IRA to do a self-directed IRA simply because part of their return is going to automatically just go to that fee. And so they have to make a, a, you know, a decent return just to get the fee paid and then make, make some return on top of that. Our average account is over a hundred thousand dollars. But what we typically see Nancy is um, someone has worked for a company that had a 401k. They worked there three or four or five years and they quit and they have thirty or forty thousand dollars built up in an, in a four hundred one k. Well, they can do what's called a direct rollover from the four hundred one k into an IRA, and then that gives them a reasonable amount of money to start investing. That's awesome. And I was browsing your website. There are tons of forms out there. People just go to their website, and almost everything you could think of is there. And then combine that with the YouTube channel and. You're probably going to be an expert in self-directed IRAs in a very short time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I also, if they go to our website, we also offer a book that I wrote, and they can either get that as an ebook or they can uh, request it, and we'll we'll physically mail the book to them. So, and it's just kind of a layman's guide to self-directed IRAs. Um, again, because I'm not a CPA or a tax attorney, I think the best thing that I can do is give people enough knowledge to go to their tax person and ask the right questions. Um, and then even, you know, sometimes we have people go to their CPA and, and their CPA ends up having to go out and learn about this stuff. Um, so they don't all necessarily know about it right off the bat. So true. So let me ask you, are you ready for the signature question everybody gets on this podcast? Throw it at me and we'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we're all about, is, I, my passion is giving people back their time to do what they enjoy, like you like to fish and bike and travel. So Terry, if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, how would you spend your extra hour? Oh, that's an easy question. I have, I am blessed to have two beautiful grandsons. And uh, so one of them lives here in Albuquerque with me and I would spend the time with him and the other one is going to be coming back in July. So um, an, an extra hour would not even be enough to, you know, to really get started with those two little guys. Oh, that's wonderful. You've got time with them. Absolutely. Not everyone has, not everyone has grandparents. So that is super cool. I have an extra question I'd even have on my list for you. I would love to know how 
podcasting is going for you and your business. You came to me through an amazing agency. I get such qualified guests from them. What made you decide to add that to your marketing strategy as a business owner? Well, we, we're always trying to figure out how to do something a little bit different uh, than, than the people in our business. And so, for instance, you know, I can guarantee you, you'll find a few IRA companies like mine that have a few videos out there, but you won't find anywhere, anyone with as many as I have. And podcasting was, I actually, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of what I do. I assume everybody else does it. And I'm kind of a late, uh, I'm coming late to the party, but I've gotten to the point in the last year that I don't even listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts all the time. And so it just seemed to me a great opportunity to talk to a group of people um, that might not normally be exposed to what we have to offer. And you're exactly right. Um, Interview Valet, the one that's, uh, that's booked me on a lot of podcasts, um, they do a great job. I've, I've just been fortunate to, to be interviewed by some really great podcasters. And, um, you know, every time we do one, there's a little bump in the visits to our website. So it's, it's very valuable. Yeah, they're a great, great company. Do you have a special link so you could track this, or should we just send them to your general website? Um, just you send them. Um, I guess my web person. I'm I'm not a techie at all. So whenever the podcasts go live, I send them to my web person. And if you go to my website, there's a, a tab for resources, and then you go there and you can see all the podcasts. So all the podcasts that I've been interviewed on that are live will all be there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and then I do my own podcast too, um, kind of like yours. I mean, my podcast is called Focused on Biz, and it's just strictly interviewing business owners because I am, I am just fascinated by what people do to make a living, and I love to talk to them and hear about how they do it and, and what makes what they're doing special. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes too so people can listen to that. And you're definitely on to something, Terry, because the average podcaster is – they make over six figures. I don't remember all the stats, but they're definitely your target market. So Absolutely. great idea to do that. Very cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't think to ask you? Um, no, Nancy, you did a great job. You, I, uh, I've been interviewed by a lot of people and you covered all the bases, I think. So uh, the only thing I would add is if someone wants to get a hold of me, if they have a question, they can go to our website at sunwesttrust.com and click on the uh, contact us and be sure and mention your podcast and I'd be happy to help them any way I can. That would be great. Well, Terry, thanks for being on the show. Lots of really cool tips and listeners. I just rolled out a new program for business owners looking to systemize their companies in 30 days or less. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked, this program is for you. We work side by side to actually get the systems created so you leave with the work finished. Go to nancygains.com to learn more. And if you loved this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.